don't ever fucking quit. This week, we're calling you out and pushing you in with the last and most important non-negotiable. Let's fucking go. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Derek's Live. I'm your host, Sean, and my beautiful wife and co-host, Emily. How you doing tonight, hon? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. It's uh, been a fun fall weekend. Enjoying this very temporary <laughs> fall weather that we get here in Florida. It was really nice yesterday. It got a little warm today. A little toasty. It was a humid today. Yeah. So we uh, got the kids out to the little market today and did a little we live in a rural area and there's a lot of like small outlying communities that do big fall markets and yeah really uh really good turnouts and i don't know probably two or three hundred vendors at least at yeah least. Like, they were tucked in i don't even know that everywhere. we saw all yeah. of them they were tucked in everywhere it was really cool got a really cool pizza cutter <laughs> i can't wait for that we ordered it custom i was like no i want this handle and this color is i can't wait for that pizza cutter to show up i don't I don't even like, like we use a pizza cutter a lot for the kids, but yeah, I cut everything, everything with a pizza, with a cutter. pizza cutter. So it was like, that's like a like $55 pizza cutter. Mom hack. Use a pizza cutter to cut everything. everything. Yes. Quesadillas, pizzas, but sandwiches, vegetables, like everything you can eat. Lunch cut. meat. Yeah. Lunch meat. Cheese. Yeah. I do like my own, um, like lunchable style. And I, you bought that little press thing on Amazon. So I make my own Uncrustables now too. <laughs> But then she uses the the uncrustable press to cut um, shapes. Her, the shapes out of lunch meat and shit and make like little homemade lunchables. Very uh, first world white girl I was going to say, I, I have become that mom. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> embrace it. Embrace whatever. it. <laughs> but, you know. Anyways. My pad locked on me. All right. So this week we're. This is our, we've been really looking forward to doing this one. This is, I think, the most important of all of the non-negotiables that we've been talking about. Yeah, it ties everything together. This is this is it. Yeah, you got to get the first one. You got to get the last one. You got to get all the ones in between, but none of them work without those two. Right. Um, and so it's it's really the, it's the key to the whole thing. So, and non-negotiable number seven is don't fucking quit. Ever. ever no ever never never so never quit there's not get the fuck up and do it again right. don't you fucking there's quit no exception to this None. you can try different but you can't quit no and so we're gonna dive deep into this um but we want to just thank you for coming along on this journey with us go back and listen to the non-negotiables it starts um on episode four and we talk about owning your shit um, and then we move forward through the non-negotiables that have really shaped our family. And we list several of the um, sources that we've kind of gleaned these from, but we've made them f- 
personal for our family and for our journey. Yeah, I mean, we, we live these things. We, we breathe these things. It's something that we talk about consistently yeah. um, with each other, with our kids. Our kids call us out on it. We call them out on it. They it's, call each out on it. It's each. a habit. Yeah. It really is. It has to become um, just ingrained in who you are for them to really become effective. And so we started with Own That Shit, um, owning your outcome and, and being responsible for everything that happens to you in your life. Um, from there, we moved into living with intentional joy. And then we talked about seeking wisdom and all of the ways to all seek wisdom. The things. And how important that is for the legacy that you're leaving. And then just jump, just going all in and not being afraid and, and not living in fear and, and just diving in yeah. to, to what's ahead of you. And then last week, we finished with setting the standard and what that means and how we can set the standard for our family, for ourselves and for the legacy that we have and the legacy that we want. And in that continuing to raise the bar that when we reach one level, it's not good enough. We have to keep pushing forward to set the standard higher and higher every time. That was last the week before last, because last week was actually forgiveness Forgiveness. and living a life of forgiveness. The hard one. That was the hard one. That's the hard one. So, So, But I think this is the hardest. Yeah. Hard, the hardest thing to do is to try again, I think. Yeah. That sometimes we allow failure to defeat us. And uh, we lose the battle and lose the war sometimes at the same time. So this is a big one. And uh, it's a habit that you have to live out. You have to um, be purposeful about, just like all the other non-negotiables that we've talked about. But it's it's one that if you can grasp, will make everything else easier. Right. And if you do this with all of those, if I don't ever stop seeking wisdom, mm-hmm. if I don't ever stop living life with intentional joy, if I don't ever stop dreaming big and jumping in, it's this is the key that makes all of those other non-negotiables really last the death difference. Yeah, because sometimes even like while you're figuring your shit out, like you're going to fail and fall on your face figuring out some of those non-negotiables. Not might, you will. You will, you know. You will. You will. And so but you have to choose and be purposeful to pick yourself up and say, "Hey, I fucked that up. How can I learn from it yeah. and try again and, and move forward?" So and that's really the key. Like there's so much here, but you you can't quit. There that's that has to become the forefront of your thought that no matter what, I'm going to get up and I'm going to try again. I might try it different, but I'm going to try again. Well, and I think so So often we get to this place in life that we, we take the score, yeah. right? And and we feel like we've been defeated, that you know we, we, we stand on this mountain and we look around and we see Everest. <laughs> and we can't look past that. Yeah. But what we we don't realize is that the journey is just beginning and what really defines us is how we react to falling on our face. Um, You know, there's this, this great quote that you, the score doesn't matter at halftime. You know, you go into a game and, and you might be down, but the game's not over till it's over. Right. And if you're, Nobody cares about the score at halftime. We care about the score at the end. And if you you give up halfway through, you miss what could have been. Yeah, I mean, we're huge football fans, oh, huge specifically football fans. college football fans. But like, it's the worst thing when you turn a game off at halftime and you come back to realize that your team came back in the last five minutes and won the game and you missed it. So. It's like, 
Florida get the, got their face curb stomped oh, this weekend bad by Georgia. By Georgia, but you know we went into the half of that game, and a lot of the Florida fans left yeah. the game. Um, but coming into the third third period, the Florida kind of made a run, and we all got a little hopeful that hey, <laughs> something might have happened. And I think at that point there were probably some guys outside of the stadium wishing that uh, they hadn't hadn't left, yeah. but. Um, we still lost that game, so maybe a bad example. No, but on that game, but there have been other games yeah. that we've turned off, and only to come come back. And be like, oh, sh- we shit. won! How do we win that? How did we win I, that? Yeah. So you know, yesterday wasn't the or yeah, yesterday wasn't the best example of that. But there have been times in mm-hmm. our life where we've turned the game off, only to to come back and realize that we won and we missed a huge upset, and we missed getting to see it firsthand because we we quit. And how telling is that of our of your life? How close can you get to something and just, oh, I'm going to turn it off. Yeah. I'm just going to walk away. You haven't lost until you quit. So, you know, this this episode, we're, we did a lot of digging into Thomas Edison. And so some of the quotes that we're going to use are from Thomas Edison's life. These are things that he said. And how great of a, a life example is a man who literally invented some of the things that we still use, so many of the things that we use in our home. He was the epitome of someone who didn't quit. I think Edison was the epitome of an entrepreneur in the essence that he did um, the hard things to achieve the vision and the dream that he had for his life. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a, there's a lot of people out there that have some mixed emotions around Edison. So, and that's okay. You know, um, I think that Edison was um, a very driven person. If you've ever, if you haven't read um, Tim Grover's Relentless, um, Relentless breaks down personality types into, um, I think, what's it called? Water coolers, uh, closers, and cleaners. cleaners yeah. I forget the first one because it's 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 basically like the people who just chip around water coolers and yeah. don't really have a lot of ambition. Um, but read that book and, and I think it'll help you understand Edison probably a lot better. It, it helped me understand myself a lot better. And it helped me understand you yeah, a lot better. For sure. So because not everybody is a cleaner mm-hmm. and not everybody is a closer. And like realizing where your personality fits helps you make sense of some of the things that you do and say. So that that was kind of a, a rabbit trail. Um, I, I've been making fun of Emily for getting off on some rabbit trails and, and stuff. And here I am. Um, we, we we got a rabbit trail. We can we can just hit the button now. And I told Emily I was I was gonna, I was going to beep her if she got on a rabbit trail. So to Sean for I, I can't reach the button. she can't reach the button. I got all the power. <laughs> I was saying if if only marriages had mute buttons and just like like the soundboard does for the podcast. He jokes. He's like, I'm going to put this on my cell phone and just carry it around and every time you start talking. carry a around and just say, <laughs> nope, not today, Satan. <laughs> we we joke and prod each other a lot. We have a lot of fun and, and we love each other very, very much. Say something. No. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So where were we? Where were we? So we were talking about the, one of the quotes from Edison. And this was one that really stopped me in my tracks. And it kind of brought me to my knees in a, in a sense. But it, he said, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. You know what this, this quote reminds me of? Have you ever seen that? It's an old school meme 
of like a motivational poster and it's got the two guys digging tunnels and the guy on the top is throwing his shovel and like walking away mm-hmm. and he's right on the cusp of the gold and the, the guy on the bottom That's is an old one, yeah. is like right there, you know, and is about to get about to make it happen, but he, he's still digging. Like that's kind of what I see when I yeah, I hear this quote. So this one hit home for me. If you haven't read um, Andy Andrews' The Traveler's Gift, this is a it's a fictional story, but it's it there's a scene in this book that is just heart wrenching, and this quote I think really influenced Andy Andrews in that chapter, and it it just. It's heartbreaking to think about all the things that I probably gave up on on life, in life. And I was really probably a lot closer to succeeding than I thought. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, everything we want is on the side of, on the other side of heart, yeah. right? Um, so everything you've ever wanted for yourself is on the other side of the work it takes to get there. And sometimes that work sucks, yeah. right? Like sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's, it's the, the process is not easy. Um, I think if if you ask any pro athlete, they would tell you that they don't they don't live for the process yeah. of becoming great. They enjoy be, being great, mm-hmm. um, and and so understanding that, and then understanding that that like sometimes you just have to push through, and that moment that you feel like throwing the towel in your victory is probably right on the other side of that. Yeah. And how important is that lesson to teach to your children? Oh, man. If you can get your kids to get a hold of this now, guys, it'll change their life. Yeah. Um, the, the lesson's in the failure, right? Um, I, I think that you, you have to get them to understand that failure is a gift. Yeah. Like failure is something that we really have this negative connotation around, but it's really this beautiful thing that allows us to become the person that we're going to be. Yeah. Because without failure, who the fuck gets better? We just stay the same if we don't ever fail. Well, and I think if you ask any entrepreneur, if you ask any inventor, any person that wrote a book, if you ask them how much they learned in their success, it would probably be very minimal. But they learned mountains and mountains in failure. It was through the rejection. It was through the heartbreak. It was through the hard times that they learned everything that they needed to really succeed. That's the lesson that you want to pass on to your children. Yeah, there's this this quote that that I love. It's calm seas make no skilled captains. And I mean what that means is that if if you're in an environment that's perfect all the time and you don't ever face adversity, you don't ever obtain the skills needed to steer your ship. Yeah. Like anybody can drive a car down a perfect road, but you don't want to be sitting in the passenger seat with a 15-year-old when there's a hurricane outside and bumper to bumper traffic. That's not who you want driving the vehicle down the road, right? And so you've got to you've got to go through some adversity and and kind of steer your ship through some shit so that you obtain the skills that you need for the next part of your life. If you think that you're going to build a business or develop a legacy and and grow your family into something that's lasting at your current skill set, I got news for you. That's not fucking happening. You need some failure and some growth between now and where you're going so that those things can happen. 
So, and like practically for your children, the more times that they, the younger they start and the more times they fail early on, the more you're really setting them up for success in their future because they're they're used to not succeeding and then they're used to trying again to persevere. And so it's not something that they have to learn at 25 or 30 or 40. It's something that they've practiced at five, six, seven years old. It's not something new to them. It's it's become a habit. Yeah. And see, this is this is exactly why we don't succumb to the everybody gets a trophy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, you know, we all participated. Wait, yay for you for showing up. Right. Everybody fucking showed up. You don't get a trophy for showing up. You don't get rewarded just for being there in our family. Um, We thrive on competition Mm -hmm. because competition creates winners and losers. And when you win, you win. And when you lose, you want to get better. Right. When you lose, you want to win. Losing sucks. And if you ever lost something that you're passionate about, it drives you to be that much better. Right. And I love watching this play out with our five year old specifically because she's a she's striving to be a ballerina and that is my like Mm. love language but watching her love it as much as I love it without my intervention I'm not teaching her I'm not a part of her class I literally sit back and watch and I I it's been heartbreaking and like completely freeing in the same essence because I get to watch her just be her Mm -hmm. but there are times where she gets corrected in class and she kind of shuts down and without any most of the time without any intervention she gets herself up and she's and she like no I need I need to figure this out and a hundred percent of the time she comes home and I can find her in her bedroom with the door closed and music blaring and her that Alexa rocking and she's just in there spinning and dancing practicing every thing that she struggled with in class and it is without fail every single week at five years old that's amazing yeah right like i didn't have that kind of work ethic at 20 so it's this is life-changing guys if you can get your kids to understand this that hey we don't quit like you you said you were going to do this do you want to do this right like we're not, we don't make our kids do anything they don't want to do, right? We've got one that did ballet last year. Hey, we're going to try it. Um, do you want to try it? Yeah, I'll try it. She did try it one year. She said, Dad, Mama, I don't want to do that next year. That's cool. What do you want to do? But she did finish the whole, finished semester, the whole semester and she did the recital. Yep. She put all of her effort into it and she, she did. She went all the way through. But at the end when I asked her, she's like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that anymore. So she starts <laughs> art this week, yeah, right? Yeah, she starts art uh tuesday yeah oh that'll be close i forgot about tuesday. oh yeah so anyways <laughs> mommy note <laughs> man- managing all those schedules and stuff it's fun so but <laughs> sorry but you've got you've got to get this like wrapped up in their head right yeah. now because it's it's a habit that will get them to places that they won't even be able to imagine yeah. if if they the only thing that sets successful people apart from unsuccessful people is that the successful person tried again. Yeah. That's the only thing, right? This the you could say it's skill, you can say it's luck. All those things happened. Because they tried because again. they tried again. They didn't get lucky the first time. I promise you they didn't, right? Yeah. It was they got lucky like- because they tried six or seven or eight or nine or ten or seven hundred times or ten thousand times. They got lucky on that last time. They develop the skills over all those failures that 
enabled them to get lucky on that last time. Like it didn't just fucking happen. So if, if your kids can understand this man, it's game changer, absolute game changer. So, and in saying that, it's so important the things that you say to your children and have them say back to you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we are very purposeful to not tell our children in our home is that, that something is impossible. Yeah. That there, if you think that something can be done, do it and don't stop until you figure it out. Nothing is impossible. How many inventions, how many creators have come along and somebody told them, oh no, that's impossible only for it to be achieved. Everything that we use in our day-to-day life, someone at some point thought was impossible. This just happened the other day to me on the couch. I don't remember what, was it B and I were talking on the couch about something and I said something um, that like, oh no, that's not, we can't do that. That's not possible. And Emily from the other room was like, we don't say that, daddy. <laughs> what were we talking about? I forget. You said, oh, you were drawing something for her in yeah, her yeah, art yeah, book. Yeah. And you, you said, I can't draw that. And I said, daddy, we can't, we don't say that. And I said, explain why. Like, he was like, yeah. he already filled the page yeah, and there the, wasn't room. It was done and she was asking me to change the drawing. But it's, it's, it's something that like we really believe in. Like, hey, no. Like, if we think we can, we want to do this or that we should do this, Let's figure out how. Yeah. If we've set our mind to something, we're going to do it. Um, and we're, it might not happen the first time, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But we'll figure it the fuck out. Um, just watch. Yeah. So, you know, we, we ingrain this in our kids. Um, it's, it's really, really important. Um, it's, it's a habit that ha- will pay dividends in their life and yours if you guys can get this t- together with you and your kids. But it is a habit. And just as quitting is a habit, persevering and not quitting is a habit. And you have to replace one with the other. Mm -hmm. And if you're new to this and your children are a little bit older or you are struggling with this, recognize that replacing a habit isn't something that just happens. It takes effort. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. And it has to be intentional. And so you have to recognize that I'm, I'm replacing quitting with persevering and I'm going to keep going until I form that habit and it not or quitting no longer becomes an option in my life. Yeah. You have to kind of remove the out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think we talked about in another episode, burning the ships and like, you really just don't have, you can't give yourself another option when you decide that, Hey, uh, this is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to fucking be. We're going to figure it out and you have to be conscious about it and and sometimes you you'll you'll have to catch yourself in the moment right there's going to be things that you fall flat on your fucking face on and you're going to be like all right well later no now figure it out now yeah let's do it again now what do we what's the next step what's the what's it look like to trace back and retry start that process right away don't wait because if you wait you allow uh the force of suck to come in and allow you to suck. Don't suck. Just go out there and do it. So this is where we've kind of had our conversation and it, it kind of got a little bit of emotional, but we're talking, we started talking about the difference between living a life in fear versus living a life in faith. 
And we had this whole big, long conversation about what that looks like for us. And we talked a little bit about the difference between our personalities, that there's not a whole lot that you're afraid of, Mm -mm. but there's a lot that I'm afraid of. And I've always been a very fearful person and I, I don't really know where it stems from. Um, but it's always been part of my personality. I'm, I'm timid by nature and my, the creative aspect of my brain always seems to find the most obscure things to be afraid of. Um, but we talked about when you, when you live a life of faith and not just faith in God, but faith in the things that are moving you forward. I have faith in my husband. I have faith in my family. I have faith that our legacy is going to outlive us because we are rooted and grounded together. And we've made this conscious decision to make all of these things non-negotiables. That faith has allowed me to stand firm on top of that fear. And it's not that the fear is gone. The fear is very much alive, but it's, quiets it. And so it gives me the strength every day to wake up and not the first thought come to my mind that I'm afraid of something. Instead, I have the faith that God has equipped us and God has equipped you as the head of our household. And God has equipped me as the the wife and the mother of our children to do the hard things that we have to do every day to leave the legacy as strong as it needs to be to go the distance. Well, I think at the end of the day, you get to choose, right? If you're going to live in faith or fear. And they're really the same. Like, they're both expectation of an event that hasn't happened yet, right? Fear is is a, a rooted emotion in something that might happen. And faith is a rooted expectation of something that might happen, happen, right? They're the same thing. And you get to choose if you look at the glass half empty or half full. That's all it is, right? I'm going to go into this with no fear and faith that between God and I, we can figure it the fuck out. That's just, that's just where it's at. I don't have fear for a lot of things in my life. Um, I've not had that luxury. Um, you know, I think that I've, uh, from a very young age was just make it or break it. Like, Hey, it's, I'm the only one. There's yeah. not another option. And so when, when you live that way, um, you just don't even think about it. You just dive like, let's figure it the fuck out. We'll figure it out when we get there, yeah. but we're going. Um, and it's got me in a lot of trouble over the years. I've, I've, I've had a lot of, um, adversity in my life because of, um, even now, still, there's people that, that I rub the wrong way. And I think in, in age and in maturity, um, I've toned down, but I've also allowed myself to not listen to that anymore. Yeah. And so I think there's there's something to be said about just being authentic and being real with yourself and the people around you. And I don't know where this is going, but I, I feel like it's important because when you when you fail, sometimes you have a tendency to try to adjust your 
yourself in your failure so that other people accept you so you don't fail again. Yeah. Don't fucking do that. Stay true to who you are in your failure. It's it's really easy to to fall on your face and realize it was your fault and lose your character traits trying to to not fall again, trying to people please and you lose yourself in those moments, right? And I think that there's there's something to be said about adjusting to your surroundings, but don't adjust so much that you forget who you are. Um, and I don't know who that's for. That that's that's for somebody, but I, I think it's important to to understand, man. Like, there's nothing worse than getting where you want to and realize that you didn't come down, come along for the journey, mm. right? And and so don't leave you at the fucking bus station because somebody else wanted to drive the fucking bus. All right. It's it's their opinion doesn't fucking matter. What anybody thinks of you, what anybody says about you, and the fear that you have wrapped around that bullshit, fuck them. Move past that shit. Because they're not going to be standing by your side when you get to where you're going. At least they're not going to be standing. They, they, let me take that back. They're going to be standing by your side when you get to where you're going because they're going to want a fucking handout. They're not going to be there for the journey, though. Those are going to be the people that that aren't aren't engaged in what, what you're doing. They're not going to support your life. They're not going to support your business. They're not going to support your family. They're just not. It, and it's going to hurt, right? And it's probably going to be the people that you had hoped yeah. would, would be there to support you. But you have to come to a place that you don't need that. Yeah. You don't need that. You just don't, right? There are people out there who who need what you have, whatever, whatever that is for the world. And you do have something You've got that's something. valuable. Give it back to the world, right? If, if we could all just figure out what the fuck we were put here to give away, mm. the world would be a, be a better place. Because the reality is whatever whatever your thing is, there's you're you have two ways, two two things that, that God gave that thing to you for. He gave it to you for to sustain your family and to give it away. Right? There's there's two factors there. And I know that that sounds contradictory to the other, but I'm telling you, givers gain. Mm. And when you give shit away, and you you don't have any expectation in that moment the the natural byproduct of that is the world gravitates to you for that thing it just is right that's that's why every business model in the world is is based on givers gain mm-hmm. if you look hard enough there's every business is pouring back into their community every business is pouring back into other businesses or or franchises or people or places um everybody's giving away fucking free socks when you buy a pair of sneakers or they're giving away to some water foundation or they're giving away to some humanitarian effort whatever your thing is give it away and if you give it away long enough you'll add enough value to the world that the world starts to add value to you yeah but don't lose yourself in the fucking journey right? Um, there's enough fake fucking people in the world. We don't need any more. Be yourself and tell everybody else around you to fuck off 
Well, and if you get to the top of Everest and you don't like the person that's still standing there. Then what the fuck was, was the, the point? point? Yeah. Right? And I, I think that's that was a, a moment for me, Emily, that I think that we had, that, that I had for myself, where I, I felt like, oh, this is unpacking some shit, right? <laughs> so, so look, when we, when we walked away from ministry, um, I, I love, I love the Lord with my whole fucking heart and I love people. I get, I get so much, like there's, there's so much tick in me in giving to people and filling people and letting and, and watching people thrive and helping them figure out their shit. Um, it just does something from a heart that fills me up. And so, but, but ministry was a catalyst for that. I don't think it was the definition of that for me though. And realizing that was hard, but I realized in that moment that I had watered myself down so much for a catalyst that I really wasn't supposed to be a part of, um, that I tried to fit a mold that wasn't, that I didn't fit into. And when you realize that, when you realize that you're trying to force yourself into something that you're not, it's like, man, like, what's the fucking point? I lost myself. And as your wife, it was hard to watch everybody be so critical of who you were, knowing that you were really the person that you were supposed to be, that God had created you to be. And everybody was trying to chip and pull and stretch and just take that away it was hard so you know come to a place that you're comfortable losing whoever you need to lose in the journey because look when you're you're, when you're your authentic self and you refuse to waver in your vision and your journey and where you're going you're going to lose people you're going to lose family and it's going to fucking hurt. Like there's going to be people in your life that you think are supposed to be ride or die that ain't so fucking ride or die. And when you figure that shit out, it sucks. Yeah. Right. But you got to come to a place that you can be okay because you don't need people who aren't ride or die. And what happens, at least from our experience is that even though there are people that have left or have pulled back, that we have found some ride or die people on the journey. And we've talked about this in another episode, but we really have formed this family of choice that there are people that we haven't known all our life, but have really become close knit Mm -hmm. and have helped us develop those friendships and that kinship that really does feel like family and they're here to support us regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what it looks like. They are, they are really truly ride or die. And it's been very telling how that shift has happened. So choose faith or fear. Like that's your choice. If you live in fear, quitting's easy. Quitting is the byproduct of fear. But if you live in faith, you have to persevere. You have to persevere. Quitting's hard when you really have true faith. And whatever faith looks like for you, if you have faith, you can't quit. 
Faith means that whatever you thought of really is possible, and you have to get there to see it come to fruition. So there's going to be times that you're too tired. Exhaustion is the prerequisite for victory. There's going to be times that it's too fucking hard. Well, do you think it's not necessary that you enjoy the fucking process? That's, that's, not, that's not why you're pushing. The process is supposed to suck. The process is supposed to make you better. You're supposed to fail. You're supposed to have to pick yourself the fuck up, and you're supposed to have to push through. It's, it's for a reason. It gets you to be the person you're supposed to be tomorrow. And it helps you get to the outcome and the legacy that you're leaving behind. There's going to be times that you're scared, but you have to have enough faith to know that between you and God and your family, that you can figure all of this shit out. And no matter what, you can keep moving forward. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. Thomas Edison. So I think, uh, fucking try again. And again. And again. And one more time. Don't you ever fucking quit. Jesus fucking loves you. Fuck your excuses.